welcome in to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. I am your host, Josh Barnett, and we are brought to you by Home Advance Group, which includes West Ashfield League Club, the best place to watch the uh, final game of the season coming up on Friday night when the boys take on family. Uh, I think we all need the off-season fans, the players, the whole club really, uh, really needs the summer to come along. But um, head to West Ashfield to watch the final game and the girls game as well. Actually, they'll get as to remind me who and when um, the girls play next week. But uh, before we go to as at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter, please give us a follow on those. Our Instagram's nearly up to that 1,000 mark, so that'd be pretty cool if we can get that to crack the ton. And in those profile profiles there you'll find a link to our link tree which has uh, links to everything so if you want to find where the podcast is on certain podcast outlets our youtube channel shouts to all our people joining us on a sunday night after two shit losses you guys are the absolute real ones if you're watching us live right now on youtube you are absolute homies of ours that is uh such a great effort joining us on a, a uh a non-normal night after the season's just absolutely gone down the toilet. Even the girls' season not looking good as well now. But look, West Tigers Therapy, we'll get into it. And patreon.com forward slash Westlife, if you'd like to support and take part in the show. Uh, Mr. Thompson, how are you on this Sunday evening? Yeah, g'day, Josh. G'day, listeners. Happy to be here. Um, would have been nice to be here under better circumstances, but... I'm all right. I uh, watched the footy yesterday. Obviously, it wasn't a great performance. Um, have a bit of a chill day today and watching other sports and other NRL games and other codes to see how their seasons finish up. So it's been a bit of a chill weekend. How are my Richmond Tigers going? Are they in the finals? They are gone. They were gone oh, right. a few okay. weeks ago. Okay. That shows how much of I, I told myself because obviously Mr. Bashara is a long-time Richmond Tigers fan. Uh, so I told myself I'd follow them closely. But you can only – I think I've just hit my sports quota. I don't have any – between uh, Formula 1, Supercars, NBA, NFL, Rugby League, of course. Uh, I don't know. I can – now the uh, – just finished watching the Boomers lose to uh, Germany in the Basketball World Cup as well. I think, um, yeah, I've really hit my sport quota tonight. But um, – yeah, unfortunately, the Aussies losing tonight in the basketball also hurt. Just a shit weekend of sport. Just a shit. And and Daniel Ricciardo broke his finger. It could it couldn't get any worse this weekend for sport. Just a terrible weekend. Um, nice one. Anyone... He's L as well. And and this. Oh yeah, there you go. So it's just we're just taking it from each end. As not a good weekend uh, for <laughs> for any of our any of our uh, passions, I guess. So. Um, Look, uh, let's get back to the rugby league at hand and a Benji Marshall press conference that literally, um, like obviously, lasted all uh, three minutes, uh, didn't it? Yeah, that's, that's what I was about, about to say. Obviously, I go onto the YouTube and rip the YouTube into audio, and it takes a little while to listen to it and cut it all up. And I saw it was three minutes and 30 seconds. And I'm like, okay, we're not going to spend much time this week on uh, Benji yeah, and Appy talking to the media. But uh, 
yeah, let's start with Benji basically talk, summarising the game. Yeah, I thought the start of the second half probably hurt us a little bit. Um, you know, we spoke during the week about how we wanted to play and for 30 minutes I thought we played solid to that, kicked early, turned them around and played pretty tough. And uh, a couple of key moments, which has probably been the story of our season, just hurt us there, but can't fault the lads for the effort. What were those key moments that you identified? Oh, they're little things that we talked about, kicking early uh, moments, um, you know, just trying to keep on top of the completion rate, which I thought we were pretty good at, most of it. And as uh, soon as we let those moments slip, they're too good a team with field position, they make you pay, you know, So and, and we paid the price tonight. It's hard to be fluid in an attack when you've got eight different halves pairings or your eighth tonight. How much yeah. does that play? Oh, look, you just don't want to make excuses. You know, Whoever gets in and does the job, just got to do it. You know, we had a bloke, our number nine, playing seven last week, did a fair job. We got the win. You know, So you can't complain um, about people playing out of position. So we just got to move on, be better. Happy, pretty brutal. Yeah, I thought the start of the season. Uh, I have to say, I think I said it last week, but I love Benji in the press conference. I think he's... A, uh, a breath of fresh, fresh air, but 30 minutes as 30 minutes of good play uh, in a game of rugby league that's 80 minutes long. That uh, that left 50 minutes of torture, really, didn't it? Yeah, the <clears throat> we got off to a good start, and I was really impressed with how well we started um, to score the first try against a team who was, yep. let's just say, desperate. Um, was a really good sign of how we were looking to play the game. Uh, it helped that they made a few errors and that allowed us to get some good field position and we defended quite solidly at first. And then yeah, it kind of just all fell apart in both attack and defence um, with about 10 minutes to go in the first half. And from there, we were pretty diabolical on both mm. sides of the ball. The game should have been tied at half time. It was, yeah, it was just that six again call right just... Just nothing. The, the game, I tweeted out the, a video clip of it. Obviously, if you really, really, really want to be picky, I guess it was. But just on the fifth tackle, just to to call six again in that moment. And obviously, they go out to Tupo to score. Like, really, to, to go into the sheds down as opposed to tied. Like, if they went into the sheds tied with the Chooks, they might have think, oh, here, hang on. Guys, we can we can match it with these guys, but just uh, a real sliding doors moment there. As yeah, and, th- and it's funny that those are the calls that we never seem to get as well. Like mm. I know it's a while back, but go back to the Canberra game at um, Campbelltown. All game they were laying all over us, slowing down our ruck, which was how we had been able to get on such a good roll in the three games that we had won prior to that. But they were allowed to get away with practically everything. I think we got maybe a couple six agains um, during the Sinbin period where Canberra were down a player. Uh, but other than that, we got nothing. And it seems that the refer- the referees are happy to give us those six again calls on the first or second tackle. Mm. But when it's the fifth tackle, last tackle, whatever, that they'll just put the whistle back in their pocket and keep the arm down. I hate the six again. Do you know a single person that likes the six again? Just, can we just go back to penalties? Like, fuck me. I mean, it was a good idea to keep the speed of the game up, and that mm. was obviously their intention with it, but it's it's opened a massive can of worms, allowing mm. referees to have... With one ref, too. More, yeah, considerably mm. more control over a game than they ever used to. Yeah, I, I yeah. honestly think the second ref needs to come back so 
both teams can be kept an eye on. That way, penalties can be blown for or against when necessary because yeah. having only one ref- referee and the touchies seem to have their eyes glued on these days with the forward passes they're missing and everything. So I don't know what the point of having the touchies there is. I think we need to go back to the second ref next year. They probably won't because it's cost-cutting, blah, blah, blah. But I no, honestly mate, think they should. It's a billion-dollar TV deal. What's it co- what does it cost to hire a couple more referees, seriously? But, exactly. um Speaking of refereeing, he's Benji talking about the Jared Warrior Hargraves Sinbin. <laughs> well, he must have. Like, he got Sinbin for it. You know, so the ref saw enough in it to be Sinbin. Um, potentially probably a send-off, you know. But at the same time, you know, that's the referee's job to deal with that. Um, and to be honest, it didn't cost us the game. It was a very sort of stop-start. Well, weird sort of cut. Really good cut these, but... Uh, yeah, Benji is right there. It didn't frustrate me that much. I've always hated Jared Weir Hargraves. We've kind of had that hatred for him since Simon Dwight uh, nearly took him out in the 2010 semi, which should have been our win if uh, the referees knew what an actual scrum looked like. But let's not open up old wounds. That look at the uh, the one in front of us. The um, yeah, Jared Weir nearly taken Appy's head off. I mean, Appy not be thankfully not been badly injured, but. I mean, it was an, an extra five minutes. So going from Simbin to send off, not really that costly or difference maker. The game is over. But if it happened earlier in the game, I would have been pretty pissed off with... He probably should have been a Simbin, but in the context of the game, it didn't really make a difference, has. Yeah. Um, I, I remember round 23, I think it was, when they had that really big crackdown in regards to the Simbins and send-offs for um, offences. And... Looking at that hit on Appy plus the striking with the head charge against Stefano, um, I th- there was less than that that was sin binned in round twenty three. So, oh sorry, well less than that set was sent off in round twenty three. So, I feel like a set a send off potentially could have happened, but like you said, it didn't have too much of an effect on the game. We were mm. we weren't going to come back from what. I think we were still just 18 points down was, at the time or something like that. Yeah, I think it was three or four scores in 15 minutes or something, but yeah. Yeah, and then and they scored one late one to win by 24 or whatever it was. Yeah, but I mean, he got six weeks for it so that Souths can th- thank us um, for helping them next week when they play him. But it makes... Evans the playing field with Latrell out. Yeah, I tweeted out today, I think the suspension's... It's a little bit difficult if they go into retirement, but or if they switch teams, I guess, across the off season. But you should be suspended the next time you play that opponent because what? How does Appy's head nearly getting taken off? It doesn't really advantage us him getting suspended for six weeks. Like, shouldn't we get an advantage by him not playing against us the next time? I don't know. That's what I the reckon. The perfect example is Tino. What Tino did to Appy and how that wasn't penalised at all. Mm. Um, and how we lost Appy for what was it five weeks or so? Yeah. Um, with a with a with a buy in there. Um, and Queensland got to have Tino play for them, and then the Titans had Tino play for them while we had a player who was hit with a foul with an act of foul play out for an extended period. How is that fair? Yeah, absolute bullshit. Uh. Shout out to our friends at West Ashfield. So obviously being Sunday night, they haven't had a chance to get an ad to us just yet. So I'll just, as as we always do, we'll promote the uh, the Garden Bistro and walk on. So if you're heading to, looking for somewhere 
you don't want to go to Brookvale on Friday. Who wants to go to all the way to the Northern Beaches? Parking their shit. It's 6 p.m. Friday. Are we 6 p.m. Friday? Yep. This week? I mean, I love to go out and support the boys, but who's going to go all the way to Manly on a 6 p.m.? Try and fight peak hour traffic getting to the Northern Beaches. Cross that bloody spit bridge. Why would you? Just go to West Ashfield, uh, get a fee, get a pizza, the Garden Bistro. Uh, we'll let you know later in the week if... Uh, if they're doing any deals or anything Friday night. What are the girls playing us next week? Sunday, twelve o'clock, I think. Oh, there you go. Up on, Even up on for the goalie. A, a Sunday, Sunday beer and pizza, uh, and watch the girls on the big screen as well. So, uh, show your support to the major sponsors of the West Tigers, Holman Barnes Group. Uh, we also love the little Markets Club too, as which we watched us uh, beat the Dragons at this year. If you want a little more. Low-key venue, just quietly. That's a bit closer to our home than Ashfield. We quite like it there to watch the footy as well. But you can see all their venues, holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Yeah, good Chinese feet That's at, uh, at that little club. Uh, right, some news. So uh, I like – I didn't – Choose this pet. Maybe I did choose this headline on, per- on purpose. Ex Tiger linked with replacing Justin Pascoe. Uh, I don't think that's actually going to happen, but Mark O'Neill coming back to the West Tigers as uh, it's been touted. He's currently at Parramatta, formerly at the West Tigers, and got fired. Um, look, I don't want to say anything. With- We've already been in trouble with lawyers and that sort of thing this week so he got fired for some sort of misdemeanor of some sort i honestly don't know exactly what it was but um anyway he might be coming back to the club old buckets as yeah i honestly didn't know anything about him or what happened with him at the club until someone in the discord mentioned what you're not saying um i mean we just we need someone in the position i don't know if he's going to be good enough or if he's good for the position um, or what his past is like. Apparently, he's had some involvement with Parramatta. When you say um, the position, it's the uh, f- head of football, I believe, isn't it? He's the head of football, is he? Yeah, I don't think he's going to go for CEO. I, I don't think that's what it's going to be. But um, yeah, I, I highly doubt he'd be CEO of the club. Yeah. But I don't know. Bizarre rumors, wrong. after all. Yeah, I, I don't know. Because... As much as we bag Pasco out, a CEO kind of needs. Well, I, I don't know that much about Buckets. I do know that he used to be a fitness trainer at Carlingford uh, Fitness First. I remember seeing his face on the wall there not long after he hung up the boots. He was a personal trainer for a bit. There's a, a lot of footy plays. Personal training or real estate seems to be what most footballers, or if they don't make, go into the media itself. But yeah, I, I highly doubt he'd become CEO of the West Tigers. But uh, anyway, someone asked we'll, to. Yeah, watch us, watch <laughs> this space. I guess get all the boys back. So the 2005 squad. Uh, who's not there? Hodjo's was, but isn't there? Our wingers. Uh, what's Fitzhenry doing these days? He's not there. Paddy Richards has popped in. Uh, centers Fatawiras. He was on behind the raw the other day, wasn't he? Is he working with the club? I thought he was the. Shane Elford is at the Panthers. Uh, Princey's up in Queensland with... He's uh, he's head coach of the Broncos NRLW. Yeah, I was going to say he's at the Bronx. Go back to the Bronx. Uh, Gibbo's... I don't know what Gibbo's doing. Something on the Shire. 
Robbie Farrow obviously is at the club. Scando is obviously at the club. Uh, Hi, Hino's at the club. If was he was Hino's at the club. Five. Yep. Uh, Liam Fulton's doing home loan. Um, what do you call it when you go looking for a home loan? Home broker. Broker. That's the word I was looking for. He's a bro- real estate broker. Uh, I'm trying to think who else was in. I'm literally got the shirt on. Pull. I've got the. I've got my. We all know. Premium we, we, shirt all know on. Toddy, we all know where Toddy Payton is. I'll pull is. my shirt off and read the. Uh, Read the back. Toddy Payton, yeah, obviously he's uh, <laughs> up uh, at the Cows. I'm trying to think who else is in that squad. Shannon McDonald was in the squad. What's Shannon McDonald up to these days? Not sure. I've, I've run, run out of names that I re- remember. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, 2005. Bring all the boys back. Uh, Rose, speaking of bringing a boy back, Aiden Caesar. So just a little story. In the Sydney Morning Herald, saying uh, it's just one of those feel-good pieces. So Aiden Caesar saying he's got lots to prove and all these stereotypical cliche, blah 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 sort of stuff. As but I thought, good talking point. What are your? Th- We're really showing that we need a good solid um, steer of the game, and I think Aiden Caesar. A lot of people, I've seen maybe a fifty-fifty sort of response to the Aiden Caesar signing, but. My thoughts on it is it can't be much worse. I, I'm, I wouldn't say I'm excited for him coming, but I'm very much intrigued to see Aiden Caesar uh, in us in our side next year. Yeah, we definitely need um, some experience in the halves with um, Young Latu and Jaden Sullivan, as pretty much the only halves will have, only other halves will have who will be fit going into next season. Obviously, Adam Dewey's still going to be there, but he's. Um, out until likely uh, July, I think, was mentioned um, mm. somewhere recently. I think that might yeah. have been on there. I think he'll come back into the centres. Any like I, I, I'm basing that on no information or anything, but you bring him back in the centres, I would think. Yeah, well, we're lacking in the centres, and he'd be a good candidate mm. for the centre spot. Um, yeah, I, he'd probably want to be in the in the five eight position. Uh, to prove his value, because I think that's where he wants to play. Isn't that where he wants to play? Yeah, I believe I believe that's what he wants to play. But I think at this stage, uh, beggars can't be choosers, I guess. And when you're coming back halfway through a year, yeah, I, 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 I don't think he'll go into the halves. I don't know. We'll see. It, it, it all depends how the team's going. If the team's like only won three games that they had, this year, halfway through the season, maybe they do try something different. But if we're going okay, you're probably not going to break up whoever uh, the halves combo is at that moment. Some consistency would be nice by mid-year next year. So uh, we'll see what happens. The th- the thing with Caesar is he's got a kicking game, and that's pretty much what we've been lacking Hmm. Um, in recent years, and like the big one of the biggest criticisms of Brooksy has been his kicking game in general play, and yeah. I think um, Caesar's going to bring a lot to that. Um, I think Jaden Sullivan will be a good running five eight off the back of him, while um, Latu plies his trade down in the lower grades. So, I mean, there's plenty of potential there. I think our season is deeply, deeply in trouble if Aiden Caesar goes down injured at any point. Mm. But as long as he stays Tough fit. Board. I think we'll 
we'll be we'll be able to go all right and be a little bit more competitive next year. Mm. At least that's the hope, anyway. Yeah. Uh, speaking of hope, uh, God, I hope they re-sign this guy, Sean Bloor. So the story came out in the SMH, I think, this week, saying that he's being headhunted by Bellamy. I already knew this previously. I think I alluded to it on the show in previous weeks, so I did know that he had had. Um, been reached out by Craig Bellamy. The Storm really want him. There was potential for a swap. Um, they were going to offer Olam for a swap because we obviously we're uh, short on centres at the moment. But uh, yeah, Benji he really wants to stay. Uh, Benji really wants him. So fingers crossed. I my gut feeling, and this is not based on any info of. Uh, talking to Sean or anyone uh, around him, I feel like the West Tigers will wait for the season to finish. And, I mean, if this kid um, just gets a get a, get a full preseason, I reckon he's going to come out firing next year. So hopefully when the season finishes, uh, the West Tigers start uh, ticking boxes. I saw a few people saying they need to prioritise Tupo and... Uh, Steph and other guys as well, but I mean, prioritize all of them. Don't let. Surely we can prioritize. It's a squad of thirty. Surely not mm. going don't, after. Don't let a yeah. single one of them slip through the cracks. Yeah, yeah. You're not dealing with one like person at a time. Get it. Get them all done. Don't let the the uh, the talented ones go. And if they all have different um, player managers, you don't have to worry about like one at a time for a player manager. You can literally have conversations or make it deals with all the different player managers at yeah. the same time. And I agree with you. Sean is definitely one of the ones we need to keep. Yeah. I remember seeing, I think it was nothing but West Tigers on Twitter, uh, questioning and debating why we're so keen or why some people are so keen on locking Bloor up. But I think he's proved proved in his play this year when he's actually been able to get game time that he is... Um, He's ready. He's a player of the future. And with, like mm. you said, with the full preseason, he could be anything. Like, he could be an absolute superstar. He's, he's 23. So, yeah. Yeah, he's still, and he's still got so much of his career ahead of him. Mm. Yeah, obviously the injuries, like, you got, yeah, he's had a, a couple uh, in, in recent times. But I'm, I'm pretty sure he's only asking for uh, one or two years extended. So he's not even asking for a... Uh, um, a Tino-like contract. Just wants a, a little extension. Um, that's what she said. Righto. <laughs> uh, oh, back to the game itself. So 32-8 to eight on uh, Saturday evening. Six tries to one. Sorry, five tries to one. That's a five there. My eyes really need, really need to get glasses. Um Good try for good to see Tristan Riley score a try though, as yeah, that was awesome. I enjoyed watching that. It wasn't. It was a. It was very much a solo try. He had to beat four or five players and still get over the line, hold on the ball, hold onto the ball, and plant it down. And he did it really, really well. Um, he could definitely be a center of the future. Not sure if he's fast. Um, if he's got the speed in him that we need in the backs, um, and haven't really been able to get an idea of him defensively too much as of yet, considering he's only played the two games, but could potentially be a player of the future there. 
um, with our other centre looking at two charges um, from the judiciary, we may have an entirely new centre pairing next weekend for the last game as well. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like this Tristan Riley kid. I reckon he has... He's not a kid, actually. He's actually 20... I mean, it's, I mean it's, I'm 35 as a kid to me, but he's 24-ish, isn't he? Um, he's actually quite old for a debutant. He's been around. I think so. Yeah, that sounds yeah. about right. 20, 24 yeah. sounds about so right. So he's actually um, not that. He's yeah. He's not that fresh, but uh, I, I feel like he hits a hole really well. He just he seems to have that feel for the game. He kind of um, just sets himself up up and puts himself in good positions, which is what we've really lacked in the centers this year. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I really like Tristan Riley. Um, yeah, hopefully Felity can get a uh, debut next week. That'd be cool. Riley and Felity in the centres next week. Well, there's no office. reserve grade anymore. Um, yeah, they... No, no flag or reserve grade, so mm. their seasons are done. So there's a chance for Felity to make a debut in the final round if mm. Benji wants to see it happen. Unless he's already on his way to Bali with uh, with the Magpies Pies boys or something. Um, yeah, so hang around. Have a, have a debut before you... Uh, Get on the bin tanks. Before you go on the holiday. Yeah. Uh, Righto, statistics for this one. 50-50 possession. Uh, yeah, the completion rate's pretty close to 30-41 for us, 31-43 for them. Uh, post-contact meters, pretty close. Chooks by about 80. Uh, run meters, they had about 500 of us. They definitely look like they made meters much, much easier than we were, which seems to be, man, our line speed. It's just, man, it just looks like sometimes it's adults against boys sometimes, the way we get uh, driven back in defense. But line breaks, 8-3. to three. Uh, Tackle breaks, 38-31. to 31. Both of those to the chooks. Uh, anything else that grabbed you as? Everything else is kind of even, really. Or offloads, 10 to, only five offloads for the game as, like, in 80 minutes, to have 50% of possession, only five offloads. I mean, our, our attack was just boring. It was just dull as, like, just hit-ups on the third, first and second, third and fourth, just nothing. Like, come on, boys. We've got nothing to lose. Throw the ball around a bit. It's just, it's just like, at least against the Dolphins, they were, um, I feel like our offloading, yeah, they were sparking a little bit more. Obviously, not quite as good defense coming up against as opposed to the roosters but it was just it was just a torturous game in terms of just watching us do nothing yeah the the weird thing about it was is most of our flair footy came in that first 30 minutes when we were actually showing what Mm. we could do in attack when we were actually throwing the ball around and trying hard and during that first 30 minutes we made i think maybe one error and that was like right at the end of that period I think we had um, perfect completions until we had like eight to 10 sets or something like that before we made an error. And that was obviously, and that was when they made the offloads too. And then they just shut up shop and got very boring and defense became quite poor and the attack became quite poor. And yeah, we, we started looking like we were going to be a fun team to watch for the game um, Mm. because they were throwing it around with nothing to lose, but they take the two, for a penalty goal, um, 
not long after the Roosters score the try and then the Roosters mm. do the same thing and it's eight all, um, which seemed kind of pointless to me. Um, like I said last week, even though Abby kept, kicked that absolute perler, when you when you've got nothing to lose when it comes to not being able to make the finals, you should you shouldn't ever kick a penalty goal. You should always just just leave well, it. Unless it's to win the game, line. yeah. I think if it's yeah. to win the game, you take it. Yeah, well, like Appy's was, but mm. they there was still more than like I think there was more than sixty minutes left when. Oh they, yeah, it was um, early when they went for it. Yeah, so yeah, it was it was roosters. just it was just really bizarre that the best period of the game, um. We didn't make an error, and then we got really boring, and that was when the, we started making mm. errors, and when we were playing catch up footy, and we were playing catch up footy very, very poorly. Mm. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Totally agree. Errors fifteen for us, twelve for the Chooks. Twelve errors by the Chooks. Like they weren't uh, exactly, yeah, red hot either. Penalties nine to five. That's penalties conceded. Nine. Um, does that mean that's in our favour, nine to five? Uh, no, that yes. So that's how many we gave away. We gave away five penalties. The Roosters gave away nine. Hmm. So we actually had a bit of a leg up with uh, a penalty. A lot of those came late in the game. I feel like when it was already over. Uh, yeah. Anything else as to add to this? Not really. I'm just a little bit disappointed with the state of the game where you've got um, a referee, well, not really a referee, but um, commentators and analysts pre-game and during the game mm. all talking about how awesome it would be to have a Roosters-Rabbits rivalry grudge match winning yeah. green game next week before our game's even decided. It just feels kind of suspicious that even though we were diabolical for most of the game, it just seems suspicious that they were hyping up this game that isn't even guaranteed to happen. Yet mm. and then now well, obviously it's happening. Not, but yeah, yeah, the game but, is happening now. But but what at the before our game started, yeah. it wasn't because if the Roosters lost, they couldn't make finals. Um, yeah. So the Roosters and Rabbits could only be set up for this win and in game against each other, massive rivals. If the Roosters beat us, and it just looked mm. like it was going to happen, no matter how yeah. good or how bad we we were, and it's a little bit disappointing that it, it's it comes to that, especially when. Yeah. The game for them is a Channel Nine game Friday night. They want blockbuster ratings, and they're going to sure. get them now. Oh, I was watching on Fox. It was it was a Fox only game though. I guess Fox will showing it anyway. But, oh, I'm um, talking about next Friday nights versus. Yeah, yeah, I get you. Um, yeah, look, I just I want to be in finals contention ourselves. God, I miss the days when we get to round uh, the last round of the year to fuck it up against that Leichhardt to make the finals. Let alone just having the season finished halfway through the year. So uh, top tacklers, uh, Johnny Bateman, 39 without one missed. Appy had 35, five missed. And uh, Steph had 33 and one missed. No Twoley, uh, yeah, out there tackling. Hurt a little bit as well. Other leaders statistic-wise, uh, Noffa had the most tackle breaks with six. Run meters, uh, Jareem Buller, 152. Um yeah, it seems like he passed the ball a lot from the back, but he still had 152. Uh, quite a few post-contact meters for for Jareem as well. What a player. Sign him up. Give him... He's he's led that run meter stat pretty much almost every week since he mm. since he debuted. It's amazing. Yeah, he's um, 
he's a footy player, that's for sure. Post-contact meters, uh, David Clemmer, 63, and then line breaks. We only had three, and it was one inch to Dane Toops and uh, Tristan Riley, which I assume was his try that he scored. No, he made a break. Uh, normally, normally tries count as line breaks, and given mm. his, I, I think his might have been the try. Uh, here's the ladder. So mathematically, what's the mass for avoiding the spoon as? So we've got 20... 70 points. So we need to win and the Dragons need to lose by a combined margin of 70 points. And who are they playing? The Knights. They're playing the Knights. Mm. Yeah, probably not going to happen. Um, one place that is uh, mathematically a... Uh, great chance is mobile corp who support local businesses by managing their it their networks and their mobile devices not my best segue that one i was really reaching for that one Uh, if you're a local business owner looking for a partner who would take away the hassle of dealing with it issues make sure you have cybersecurity in place handle all your mobile device needs then mobile corp can help mobile corp is a family-run business and long-time supporter of the west tigers uh, yeah, Stephen is a long-time West Tigers tragic and just about fed up, just like the rest of us. But um, the Mobile Corp team, they can help you out with all your tech for your business. Check out mobilecorp.com.au. That's mobilecorp.com.au. And we really appreciate Mobile Corp sticking with us all through this season uh, on the back end of uh, another dismal West Tigers season. Shouts to our friend Shane Walker as well. Uh, New South Wales Cup, they got a win in their last game of the year today at Wenny Park in the middle of the uh, Greyhound track, 44-32. Not much defense, 76 points in that one. Not much defense. Uh, not much defense played in that one. Eight tries to six. 14, 14 tries there. You could uh, More tries in Greyhound races you'd have on a <laughs> average evening. Uh, so ladder-wise, they finish 11th. The Chooks got the spoon in that one. So, look, it's better than last. And in Jersey Flag, the app itself was frozen at 34-14 after 66 minutes. I can only assume that's the full-time score, but it looks like our Flag boys, they have picked up the spoon coming dead last. Uh, tied on points with the... Knights there, I think. Yeah, yeah title looks, points for the Knights. Like <clears throat> Unless the Knights uh, so, got a win, then we got it out right. Yeah, so, yeah, the Tigers, yeah. So, Wooden Spoon in the NRL and the flag and our poor girls there. Man, after such a start, great start uh, to the season as in, um, yeah, 48-10 loss as 10 tries to 2. Uh, to be honest, I was out and about with my son and kind of checking back on this one on my phone. And I did see, before we left the house, uh, I did see three tries scored. And I thought, if it's a bit, um, yeah, it's not just not our day, the girls. The, the Roosters, they'll be hard to stop in this comp, won't they? Yeah, we were... We were drastically outmatched in this one. Um, I'd have to agree with what Noddy said in the press conference post-game where we probably uh, looked up to the Roosters a bit 
too much and didn't play on their level because you look at some of the names in their team, like look at the names of their, some of their try scorers and the experience they have, like Millie Boyle, Isabel Kelly, Jess Sergis, Corbin Baxter, uh, Jocelyn Kelleher. I named all of those players as players to watch out for in our preview mm. episode last week, and they all scored a try, and then they had <laughs> the debutante Mia Wood score a hat-trick. And, you should um, give it a, 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 a Thompson Drill Darmus bet. A multi for all them at school. <laughs> yeah, it was it was it was going to be a very rough game. But the one thing I would like to bring to attention of the fans, um, I did say we'd have a rough season, potentially a rough season this year, with a lot of uh, growing pains and learning curves to make. But um, credit to uh, Kelly Hollis on Twitter, she posted a list of uh, games of experience amongst the teams. Um, <clears throat> Of our team and their team over the weekend, and in terms of so NRLW caps, NRLW caps, yeah. So yeah. the Roosters had two hundred and forty-seven games of experience. We had one hundred and sixty-five, which included two debutants. Um, yeah, right. I'll just say as well, Sarah Togatuki and Kezi Apps were our two most experienced at twenty-four each. The Roosters had one, two, three, four, five players equal or above that number. Mm. So it was, it was always going to be very tough for our players to um, live up to that, especially when one of our two most experienced players in Kezi got carted off about 15 minutes into it, HIA who who then failed. And then Rakia Horn, who was just under those two on experience in 23 games, uh, didn't play the second half because she failed a HIA as well. Um, Our team was decimated into the lead up in, in of the game uh, with our halves pairing that we've had all season so far. Um, Emily Curtin obviously being out injured and then Lazana Lutu, who was named to replace Emily, got ruled out two days before the game. Uh, that brought Tess Staines, who's a winger slash centre, um, into the halves, who was then moved to fullback and then Bo, the fullback, was moved into the halves. So it was a mess from... Hmm the word go um i can't fault the girls effort they they tried we were just vastly outmatched i would like to say uh tess in particular for that massive try saving tackle um from the break that the two centers made and that jess Sergis scored from from dummy half on the tackle immediately after but the effort is there the execution is there when we get the chance to do so we just didn't really get the chance um like first First set we had in their 20-meter zone, we scored. And that was a beautiful try that we scored there for for Sarah Togatuki as well. So it was a very tough game. I don't know how that Roosters team is under the salary cap. Um, (laughs) We say the same thing about the men, don't we? (laughs) Um, In in all seriousness, though, I thought there was was supposed to be limits to the number of marquee players you could sign. Mm. Um, But you look at their team and how many players in their team that played against us are internationals. I'd say at least five or six. So mm. a lot. They got one loss. Who who beat them? Broncos? No, they beat the Broncos in the first round. I think they lost in the third round, maybe. I'll have a look, actually. I've got the ladder, not the ladder, the draw right here. So even if we snuck into fourth, you'd probably have to play them, wouldn't you? So, yeah, they're like they're likely going to finish minor premiers, so they mm. would be the team. Uh, 
that. You have to beat. They lost in round two to the Raiders. That's right. They lost to the Raiders okay. in the Raiders' first home game. Hmm. Uh, right on to player ratings for the NRL uh, NRL team. So, uh, Jareem Buller, 6.1. Uh, I thank you to everyone who submitted their form again this week. So, uh, last one on Friday night. I guess I have to do the tally and work out. Uh, yeah, in the off season, who who got the most points for the year? I think Dream Buller, off the top of my head, might. Oh, Appy, yeah, probably Appy. Um, I think that'd be a safe bet. Most. Maybe, maybe yeah. Dream. Uh, Dream probably not playing as many games, probably hurt, but um, Averages, yeah, but anyway, yeah. Uh, David Nofaluma, three point eight. Tristan Riley, five point four. Asu Kepaoa, two point six. Uh, Junior Tupu, 5.1. Dane Laurie, 4.3. Will Smith, 2.7. Steph had 6.6. Appy had 7.0. David Klammer, 5.8. Isaiah Papali'i, 5.7. Johnny Bateman, 5.6. Fenil Pole, 5.4. Justin Matamua, 4.5. Sean Bloor, 6.5. Alex Afar, 6.1, and Atazi James, 4.3. As any numbers that uh, are a little high or low for you, Kepaola, 2.6, I probably would have given him a zero, and I think he got quite a lot of zeros. I don't know how he got up to 2.6, to be honest, but it wasn't... uh, You couldn't play much worse than he did, but... Uh, any numbers that stand out for you? Any, let us know in the comments too if you're watching live. Um, I honestly think all of those are pretty fair. Uh, I think that's an actu- actu- actually fair representation or fair reasonable representation of the ga- of the team's performance. Um, the ones who scored low, yeah, I didn't really notice too much of them in the game and obviously poor decisions from some like Will Smith that gave away that six again that you talked about uh, that they scored a try off the back of right at the end of the first half. Um, so I think it's fair to give him a low score. He also didn't offer too much an attack, which is why I think Appy came back into that seven sort of role and Will Smith and Matamua kind of shared the hooking duties um, afterwards, didn't they? Uh, I think so, yeah. Um, and I have to agree, Kepa was not very good. I I hope he's not in the team next year because um, I don't think he offers much, unfortunately, which is a shame for him because I thought there was a decent bit of talent there when we signed him from the Roosters. But yeah, he just doesn't seem to fit what we need. Um, he doesn't have the speed. He's making very, very silly mistakes. Um, yeah, Noffa, he had a pretty poor game as well. I think he only made 25 run meters mm. or something. Yeah, I saw MBWT on Twitter put that out. That shocked me so much. I went to the app and checked if he was lying. (laughs) He was not. And he he certainly wasn't lying. (laughs) That's what it says, yeah. Um, Uh, yeah. Kim mentioned Johnny Bateman. Um, I feel like he should be... After seeing him the first few rounds, he was a bit of a spark in attack. I feel like he's just a bit wasted on the edge. I don't know. I I think he should be a 13 in my opinion. I just I'd like to see him touch the ball more. Uh it's kind of like a yeah, a running 13. 
But maybe in the right side with um, the right players around him, he could potentially be a really good 13 because I'm pretty sure mm. he played that role um, in our loss to the Storm back in round four down in Melbourne. Mm. And he set up one of our tries and it was a really, really good try that he set up too. Mm. Um, I th- Yeah, so I think with the right players around him, potentially next year, uh, move Sean into the second row position there make John the um, the ball-playing 13. 13 because he could probably play a very similar to role to mm. what some of the other uh, ball-playing 13s in the comp do, like the Isaiah Yos, like the Victor Radley when he keeps his head screwed yeah. on. Um, yeah, but, I mean, it'd be like interesting to see well. what Benji what Benji does over the off-season come start it next year. So I guess you'd move Pole to the front row rotation. Yeah, front row, bench, front row rotation. Mm. Um, that would be where I keep him. Appy obviously stays at hooker, and I'd probably have Talon on the bench as opposed to, um, at this stage, probably Matamua or Safarth, even though Safarth has been quite decent for us um, in this back end, in the back end of the season. I think he had a bit of an off game <clears throat> um, last night as well. So. Atasi James, I think there's a bit of upside there, but I'd like to see if we have anything else in the forward stocks waiting in the wings later this se- or early next season. Potentially, maybe in the trials, we might see a little bit of a bit of a change up there. We just we just need some class in the backs. We need some speed in the backs. Once we get that, I can see us being a potential smoky next year. But we need to make it those signings there and cut out some of the deadwood there. I don't think Will Smith will ever see the number seven jersey again. Hmm. Um, I don't know if he's signed for next year or not, but if he is, I don't see him being anything more than um, the reserve grade Cup, number yeah. seven. Yeah, coming in if needed. Uh, here are some some of your best comments. So if you've never left a player poll, you only got one more week to do so. But there is a little box there that you can add a rant. So here are some of the best ones from this week. Kim R said. If the rumours are true that Steph and Ice want to go back to Parramatta, they certainly played like they were disinter- disinterested, especially Steph. First half was pretty good, but second half atrocious. Bloor and Safe Half played their guts out. Why they have been signed, I think I think she means why have they not been signed, is beyond me. What about Sean Bloor? Two minutes to go, that kick went back, and, man, he just charged back and knocked the ball out to save a try and went down... 20-odd points when he didn't have to do that. What a guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, that's the the effort plays that we need. And he he embodies the effort. He embodies the spirit. Uh, his interview the other day that in that article that you posted the headline of, he yeah, he's definitely one of the players we need to keep. No questions asked. Uh, David said, got to trust the process. Hey, shouts to Joel Embiid uh, in, the, uh, in the NBA who coined that phrase and uh, has yet to make an Eastern Cross Prince finals. <laughs> NBA season. Can't wait. Our board has told us they, this will be a success. They have plenty of experience. Is that right? Uh, in brackets, sarcasm. They are going to hide behind Benji next year. They have bought themselves time and have used a club legend as a shield. Smart business operators, but not true football people. Nothing we as fans can do though, so not sure where my rant leads. Maybe we can place bets on negative results and make money from it. Only positive I can take. Fuck Pasco and Lee 
and anyone who endorses these peanuts. And I just want to say that that was David saying that. That wasn't me that was saying those comments about West Tigers management, um, allegedly. Uh, Dominic Riordan. I think that's how you pronounce it. That was one of the Tigers' worst performances this season. From the 20th minute, they didn't compete. Their attack was diabolical, but we've lost count of the number of halves combinations we've had this year. Actually, it's nine. Uh, the Roosters' poor ball control and ill-discipline saved the Tigers from a 50-point de- defeat. Our emerging players, Buller, Pole, Tupo, look like the long season has caught up with them. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, it's just when they're just you're not playing for anything. To not, you can kind of understand not playing 110%. Uh, Jared said, uh, when will the coaches realize Kepa Ola is not a bloody first grade center and at burst, at, at burst, at best, a New South Wales Cup player? That second half was a load of shit. We had no direction all over the field. I wouldn't blame any player to run out of the door of this club. Uh, Peter Minouti, Minouti. Uh, I hope I said that right, Peter. Uh, it's Italian. I think it'd be Uti. Uh, thought we really had a dig tonight, but as in so many games, too flat in attack and unable to break the line. Out wide, our defense still has issues with the sweeping backline movement. Uh, we just have to sign Bloor for three or four years. He is an absolute weapon. If you compliment Bloor, as if I'm not going to copy and paste your uh, comment. <laughs> In there, Bobby Young said, just not good enough to even compete with a fringe finals team who had players dropping like flies and a man down for 10 minutes. Just another reminder of how far off we are as a club uh, from the top down. And David said, I think Tristan Riley will improve each game. His defense is really good. I agree. I really like him. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash West Life. You can support, take part in the show. Uh, even with the season coming to an end, there's plenty of sports we talk about in our Discord, all sorts of things, music. Um, I think I saw there's a we do a fantasy channel in there as well. Did, did I see Rob won our comp, our super coach comp or something? As I don't know if it was. Um, I think I thought grand final was next week. Maybe he's gotten into the grand final or something. Oh, okay, I, I just saw I someone comp. I dropped. I dropped out of the fantasy. Slash super coach side of things. Yeah, I was in prior rounds and everything. Yeah. It got too complicated and confusing for me. Um, but yeah, you can leave a rant or a question for us in the show as well. Uh, in in that Discord, uh, but none of the boys have it this week. What would you? They had a day's notice and uh, it was a shit game. But our Benji Marshall tier Patreon, so they all get to submit a rant for every show. Shane said, just when you think you'd seen the worst. West Tigers keep giving the ante. I keep upping the ante. Sorry. I've mentioned this previously. Our attack is non-existent. We get up to an attacking area thanks to our forwards. And that's where it stopped all year. Not once last night did we even look like scoring in that second half. If Marshall has been coaching this side all year, like some say he has, then this is a massive concern. How can we expect anything different in 2024? Next week, give Felity a go. Bring Wakem back. Will Smith, Kepoa, both eat it. Uh, wherever the West Tigers go for their end-of-year trip, I hope Noffa stays there. What do you guys think? Uh, with the player we have for – with the pl- I think it's players we have for 2024, what is the one change you would make to our side that we haven't 
already tried. Well, I mean, you said Felity. Give Felity. Let the boys, let the kids play. Give the kids a crack, I guess. But a change. I mean, we've just about tried everything. What else could we possibly try with the players that are healthy in the moment? Talon may, Talon may be back for the final game as well. His suspension was three weeks, which was the rest of the mm. season, and that's done now. So, And the um, flag's he's done. El- he's so. eligible. Yeah, he's eligible to play this week. So I think, mm. yeah, just bring bring a – just accept that we're going to get the spoon. It is what it is. Give some of these young kids a debut and see what they get. And if they pull off a – um, if they pull off the upset and we win by, mm. like, 12 points confidence. or whatever, then, yeah, let's just wait – we get to wait 24 hours and see if um, the Knights can help us out by smashing the Knights by six, uh, the Dragons by 60. Mm. I mean, the Bulldogs didn't put up much of a fight for Manly today. So maybe Manly will be, um, I don't know, not turn up or something. And Manly are ready to go on a holiday too. Yeah, they'd be, yeah, thinking about getting on the bin tanks as well. But, um, Right, our next show will be Wednesday, be later than usual. So I would say 9.30-ish. We'll work that out in the next couple of days. But, uh, yeah, work commitments and that sort of thing as we head into the off-season. But we will preview the boys playing up our old mate Woodsy uh, for Manly there on the screen. And uh, what's the Titans player that I've got? There as how do I pronounce? Is that Ivania Polite? Yeah, the brother of us, uh, the brother of the sister of the Dragons player, I believe. The brother plays for the Dragons. Oh, um, that's not Ivania. Uh, who is that? That is. I'm just bringing up the Dragons team list now. Is uh, not the Dragons. What am I doing going to the Dragons? <laughs> I'm having I'm having one of those moments. Um, That's okay. I, the reason <laughs> I put, put her in there is I actually, a funny story, not really funny, it's not that funny, not that interesting, but it's the end of the show and that's what we tend to do is tell shit stories. Um, sometimes the ones that potentially get us sued. But uh, I was at a resort on the Gold Coast, a kid's resort, and my son was playing with a little kid uh, on the playground and an old fella uh, was next to me. He started chatting about footy. I was probably wearing Tigers something as I tend to do. And he mentioned that his son and daughter played uh, in the NRL and it was actually their dad. And their, I believe the kid was their sibling. It was their nephew that my son was playing with. So um, okay. a little, yeah, little fun story. So I, I met their dad, really nice fella so some old fella so um and um, i think it's fui mayono i can't remember fui, yeah brennan's name, got though. brennan's got you there in the yeah. uh um in the comments there but uh yeah fingers crossed the boys and girls I mean, the girls are still a shot as how many games have the girls got left um three and gonna make, the top uh, four make... is yeah the top four is two wins ahead of us uh, unfortunately mm. i don't think it's going to happen but it's their debut season. They've won a couple yeah. games. Um, they've got a chance to finish the season potentially on a winning note against some pretty tough opposition. Uh, this week's might be a bit tougher with Kezi and Rikia both probably going to be missing. Yeah. But uh, they're they're doing what they can. I'm mm. I'm proud of the team. I hope the rest of the fan base can be proud of the team, despite uh, how the season's done a bit of a one eighty. Um, 
there's going to be a lot more to look forward to next year. So, yeah. And there's next Sunday, where and when? Uh, 12 o'clock on the Goldie. On the Goldie. Okay, so not in Sydney. Can't go watch them. But the game, the following week's the Campbelltown Friday night, isn't it? Uh, no. The following week after that is round eight. We are a double header. Um, with the Knights NRLW team up at Newcastle on Man, the, the girls played in Sydney Saturday I, on the Saturday I think. Okay, uh, that's a home game for us, and then we've got yeah the the Thursday night at Campbelltown okay. against the Knights after that. Right, but we'll preview the last West Tigers uh, NRL preview of the season on Wednesday night. Big shouts and big thank you to all that joined us on a Sunday night to review. Like I said, you are the absolute real ones to join us on a, a an unusual night after an absolute shit day of football yesterday uh, at the Sydney Football Stadium. So we really appreciate you all staying through us, uh, staying through us, staying with us for the, um, for the season. So as the... Uh, is that siren coming through my mic there? As man, I've had about six thousand jumbo jets and cops drive past my window here tonight. To which is um, what have you done, Josh? No, nah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, someone's someone's uh, maybe we said something on this show. Never uh, sent someone sent out the attack helicopters. Yeah, to come get me. But um, no, I think we're pretty well behaved tonight. So. Uh, who knows? Wednesday night, Mr. Bashara should be back. So, who knows that? Who knows what will happen and what um, what will be said Wednesday night? I saw him in the comments before. We uh, we miss you, Roberto, and congratulations on your big win in the golf with uh, with the uh, Bashara Junior boys as well. So, uh, we'll see him Wednesday night, and hopefully, see the rest of you there as well. As always, as one more week for the boys. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at Patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the West Life Podcast.